Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Hour number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay here as well. Jeff, back from the, uh, well, from the dead, ladies and gentlemen. Jeff, you feeling good? You all right? We were I'm worried doing about you. better. I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not a 100, 100, but I'm. I'm close. It took. Uh, I, I had four producers last week, including you. I had you on Monday. Then I had uh, the great Matt Neverett on Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, then uh, Elliot Bowman on Thursday, and then Wyatt Tomchek on Friday. Takes uh, three guys. Took three guys to replace you on four days. How about? How do you feel about that? Huh? Oh, huh? it just shows uh, how, how our schedule downstairs moves a lot. <laughs> wasn't It wasn't a commentary on how great you are? Wasn't oh, that? no, come on. Uh, all, three, all three of them very good at their jobs. Uh, love them all. Uh, all it, here's the thing about Visa, people should know. Everybody's got like a play-by-play gig. Every one of these guys. Well, most of them. But like, Never, never, it's, uh, never, never, it's uh, got the, uh, the Big West this week. Never, it's got the Big West. By the way, I will be at the Big West tournament. I went to the, uh, I went to the West Coast Conference tournament at uh, the Orleans this past week where I watched uh, San Diego somehow cover against Pepperdine, which just killed me. Had no business doing that. Uh, I'll be at the Big West tournament on Thursday night for the UC Riverside game. Have some ties there, as I did with Pepperdine. Um, that's at the new... The new Dollar Loan Center Arena in Henderson. You excited? You going to come with me to that? You're like, no, thanks, Gil, but I'll go see uh, other games. I will be completely honest with you. I did Mm -hmm. not realize that arena was going to be ready in time, but it is ready in time. Well, I'll let you know if we get out of there. I don't know if it's ready, but they're playing a game there. Uh, But anyway, they have have all the Big West games there, women's and men's there this week. How great is this week in Las Vegas with all these tournaments going on? Doesn't get better than this. It's great to be alive. We get tweets. At beating the book. This is from uh, Joe C714. Hey, uh, Gil, we need to talk about the Paribas. Yes, we do. Ladies and gentlemen, what he's referring to is the, uh, the Indian Wells Paribas Open at, uh, at this week. It is tennis's fifth major, de facto fifth major, right? There's, no, there's only four majors. But if there were a fifth major, it would be at Indian Wells. The women's draws today... Or is it the men's today? You know, it's the women's today. Women's draw today. Women start on Wednesday. Men's draw tomorrow. Men start on Thursday. Drew Dinsick, Dan Weston, and I are doing a Beating the Book Indian Wells podcast on Wednesday. So for all you tennis nuts out there, let's do it. Wednesday, big podcast. Drew, Dan, and I on the Indian Wells tournament 
the Paribas Open, both ladies and men's. 128 in the field on each side. It is really de facto fifth major. We also have uh, golf's de facto fifth major, if you will, PGA's major this week, the Tournament Players Championship with Wes Reynolds. We'll talk about that with him coming up here momentarily. This is from The Better Life, Tim Lawson, uh, his second tweet of the morning. He said, with Jeff on not, uh, he says, with Jeff on not trusting Memphis. Now, we're talking about the Grizzlies because we were talking about not trusting Penny earlier earlier with, the, uh, with Memphis in college. But he says, last night's loss to the Rockets, an example of letting a game they should control slip out of their hands. This is from J.D. A lot of feedback on that state prop that we just did in the NBA. He said, what an interesting bet here at DraftKings. You're getting the entire field minus the Warriors, Nets, Heat, and Mavs. Seems like a great bet to take the field minus 155. Shout out to Gil for mentioning this. You got it, man. Then everybody else is like, where is this listed? I can't find it. (laughs) There's a whole bunch of that going on. C.D. Bradley. You want to hear no business losing? Georgia State and App State were, were, went into yesterday's game both sub-200 ranked in three-point percentage. Uh, in fact, Georgia State was bottom 25 nationally. They combined to shoot 21 of 41. Of course, I was on the under. I think college basketball happened to you. Do you believe that pre-flop... Let me ask you this question. We debated this a little this weekend. Do you believe that in pre-flop betting... Forget in-game for a second. Pre-flop betting that college basketball produces the highest rate of losses you have no business losing and the highest rate of wins you have no business winning than any other sport to bet on. I don't even think it's for debate. Thank yes. you. Yes. I, I, especially, especially totals. The, and I, it's part of the reason that I've really backed away from totals this mm-hmm. year, unless if it was an in-game total. Uh, it, you... The fouling situation at end of games, and Todd has brought this up with with both of us, has really just gone totally bonkers. Because you see teams that don't foul down five now uh, with no shot clock left. There was a game earlier in the year that I won where the team was down four, and I was getting four and a half, and they didn't foul. Okay. So, so like, you're getting, like, so it let- changes with these conference tournaments now. But regular season, had a lot of weird fouling stuff. So well, let me interrupt you there, right? But so from, because w- listen, all we do is bet. This just in, ladies and gentlemen, my, <laughs> our entire lives, all we do here anyway in this show is we bet, Jeff and I, separately, but you get the idea. So yesterday was like a perfect day for me in terms of this is my betting life and this is why I do what I do and don't do what I do. So yesterday I had... And this will, this will be relatable to only the tennis people in the audience, right? Jeff, I woke up in the morning, 6 in the morning, because I had a bet at the, uh, the finals of the Lyon tournament, indoor hard courts in Lyon, on the ladies' side. I had Shuai Zhang over Diana Yastremska. Shuai Zhang over Diana Yastremska. Now, I'm sure that means a lot to you, okay? But that was a very big decision for someone like me, right? Because I bet tennis. People know that. And then when that went my way, and by the way, thank goodness it did, very, very big swing for me because I had it tied into a whole bunch of stuff, had it straight, had it tied in with a lot of UFC chalk from the night before. We'll talk to Wes about that momentarily. But then because I won that, I was like, oh, sweet. So now the rest of the day is just gravy, right? I had two golf futures going into the last round of the Arnold Palmer, which was I had... um, I had Tyrrell Hatton at like seven to one after round one or round two. I can't remember. And then I had Gary Woodland at 20 to one before the final round. 
which I had done the night before. Those didn't get there. Woodland should have, and then he just, just absolutely crushed souls in the 17th and 18th holes after eagling 16. But then I had the three college basketball bets, right? The preflop, which were, as I mentioned earlier, over in the Houston-Memphis game, had no business losing that. Under in the Michigan-Ohio State game, had no business losing that. And then Tulsa, which I had no business winning, a 48-footer wins it for me. And so, and by the way, so the money I lost on golf and the money I lost net on the college basketball, I then made back later betting tennis in the Lila Fernandez-Maria Camilo Osorio Serrano match, which, of course, you knew was the final at Monterey. I don't have to tell you that. On the outdoor hard courts, of course, right? And I just, I guess what I'm saying is, this is such a great betting lesson, which is know what you do well. And by the way, it's not always well, right, in tennis. Trust me, I've had a, had a rough stretch at times, too. But know what you do well and know what you just find to be ridiculous. And so back to the college basketball point. If something, if let's establish the, the premise we had before. If we agree that it is the highest rate of pre-flop games we should, we have no business winning win and no business losing lose, then why are we inviting all that variance into our lives? <laughs> Well, I, I mean, it's the same I'm argument saying. for the NFL. I will say this. I think. Yeah, but it's I, not the high. It's not as high a rate. I, I think that. Well, again, you're also betting on 20 year old kids. I think that's also part of the reason, of course, that the variance. But it's exactly high. what you talked about, though, because you don't know which game is. Oh, are they going to foul in this game? Well, in this game, they would have. In this game, they would. Well, I, th- I think also I think the total like there's a reason I backed away from totals this right. year is yeah. because as soon as it was obvious that fouling things are a little bit different and. Uh, it, it definitely changes handicap. Look, I still think, uh, and there's obviously stretches that go, don't go well, stretches that go well. I, college basketball is one of the sports that I've always bet. Yeah. Uh, and with sides, some weeks are good, some weeks are bad. And you have to obviously, again, track and figure out what's what, what's going on when things don't go well. And sometimes you get the, uh, what I'll do is the LU, which I, will, which I usually have in my document as, LU stands for lunacy. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you chalk it up to lunacy of why you lose. It happens. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I just thought I'd bring up the point about college hoops because it's just – now, all that said, I'm already signed up for the Survivor League, baby. Let's go. Yes. Survivor pool. Can't wait. Same guy was just killing pre-flop bets. I'm like, can't wait for that, though. All right. So you had you had a week away. Give me some, give me some of the – we'll do some more of these later, too. But in the two minutes we have here, give me a parlay highlight from your betting experience. Oh, I bet week. a lot of soccer this week because that's what's really? going on during the day. Uh-huh. Um, so a <laughs> lot, lot of in-game soccer – a lot of in-game unders in soccer was basically what I was uh, what I was doing oh, this week. Hold on. I, hold on. I want to send a PSA to your parents. Craig and Lisa Parlay, don't worry. We'll take care of him. He'll be fine. I, I, it's all, all responsibly, <laughs> Gil. All responsibly. Nothing <laughs> – Nothing, nothing irresponsible on my end. Okay. I will say this though, with with with, the, with the, all these conference tournaments going, um, I, I had two conference tournament futures. One died yesterday, where Longwood just totally steamrolled my Winthrop future out the door with no doubt. Longwood Lancers, Farmville, Longwood Virginia, Lancers, Farmford, uh, Farmville, Virginia, wherever that is. Yeah. Uh, one team that I think is a giant killer that's in action tonight is Chattanooga. They play Furman in the SoCon final. I have a plus two sixty on the mocks to win that conference going into tonight. That that game is worth your time tonight. Because even though I don't love Furman, both of those teams have qualities that have giant killing qualities. So that is a game that you may want to watch tonight. 
get a feel for both teams and see, hey, look, maybe just your bracket pools, your survivor pools uh, against the spread. They're going to be a 13 seed, whoever wins that game tonight in all likelihood. Both of those teams are good. That's worth your time for potential giant killers in the SoCon title game. I like it. Uh, it's from AJ on Twitter, at Fiore uh, underscore AJ. Not sure if you talked about it, but last week, I believe it was Jim Root from Three Man Weave, gave out Louisiana Lafayette at 20-1 to 1 as an end of the segment. Hey, Jim, you got a long shot to win their tournament? Uh, they play in the championship of the Sun Belt as well tonight, so looking forward to uh, looking forward to that. Um, Wes Reynolds next. we got a lot to talk to him about. UFC Chalk Fest. The Arnold Palmer yesterday. The TPC this week. College basketball tournaments, his plays in these tournaments in terms of the futures, and his plays tonight. All of that next, right here at a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my day. day. Get an early start on your college hoops tournament betting with VEASAN's full court bracket betting coverage starting Sunday, this Sunday, March 13th, with six hours of free live video streaming on VEASAN.com, including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every game. The VEASAN college hoops experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson, Matt Humans, Tim Murray, Wes Reynolds, and Jeff Parlay. We'll analyze every game and discuss with the bookmakers making the lines to find the best early value. Adam Burke also, another big college basketball hoop head. Don't wait for the lines to move. Start your bracket in round one tournament betting with the VEASAN College Hoops experts on Sunday, March 13th at 6 p.m. Eastern. Free. That is free on VEASAN.com. Skill Alexander, Jeff Parlay is here uh, as well. Ladies and gentlemen, the glue that holds it all together. Co-host of Long Shots here on VEASAN, but you can find him co-hosting many a show here at the network, including primetime action for part of this week. Can't wait for that. 
is Wes Reynolds, everybody. How you doing, Wes? Gil, good morning. Good to be with you. Good to be with you. Uh, let's crescendo to college basketball, but let's start with some of the other things that happened this weekend. First of all, Chalk Fest at UFC 272. This was a parlay builder, and I'm talking about not Jeff Parlay. I'm talking about actual parlay builder in terms of a money line parlay. Were any was any of those outcomes surprising to you? You know, not really, Gil. I think you started the main event. We kind of, I think, knew how that fight was going to go between Covington and Masvidal. And obviously, there was a storyline behind it. You yeah. know, very very pro-wrestling-esque of UFC because these guys were in the same camp at American Top Team down in South Florida. Colby had a party to the ways of the camp. Masvidal still with ATT and head coach Dan Lambert. So that was the heat. And then, of course, you get into kind of like the political angle and whatnot. You have Colby Covington playing this character, I think, you know, wearing the red hat, you know, the whole shebang, really <laughs> playing the character. And But when you looked at the matchup of the fight, Colby Covington, you kind of knew what he was going to do. And the way he wins, and he's very effective, it's not the most aesthetically pleasing or exciting fighting to watch, but he gets you and he takes you down and he wears you out with his cardio. And that's exactly what he did for five rounds against Jorge Masvidal. So I was not surprised to see that. We'll see if uh, Covington gets in the title mix. Masvidal, his uh, title contention is probably over. So I know Dana White and a couple other people at the press conference are saying maybe Masvidal and McGregor because you got two charismatic guys that I think are kind of long past their prime as title contenders. But I think that that fight would draw some interest and some eyeballs from the fans. Yeah, there's, it doesn't always work out this way. We we sure know that. But it was one of those it was one of those rare nights where, and we had John Anik on primetime action. We had uh, we also had Jordan Sherwood, our buddy, on, and everybody. You know, I'm sure you were on this too. Everybody was about Covington, obviously, but also about Dozanjos. Uh, was also about Bryce Mitchell getting it done. Thought Greg Hardy would lose. So it was just a chalk fest, and it was just a. Uh, it was just a beautiful thing to see because none, none of them were real sweats either. You know, that was the thing about it. So and, and not ridiculous in terms of the chalk either in, in all cases, uh, with the exception of the Covington one. All right. Golf yesterday. My goodness, Wes. So I had a Tyrrell Hatton future, which I got. I can't remember if I got it after round one or round two. And then I had before the final round, I, I, had, a, I had a Woodland. I had a Gary Woodland future at 20 to one. Uh, and I'm just like, when Woodland eagled 16 yesterday, mm. I'm thinking to myself, there it is, Wes. I got one. This is coming home. And then he just absolutely just goes. So when he double bogeyed 17, I believe it was. By the way, double bogeys abounded yesterday. People should know that. That was like setting a record for double bogeys, that, that tournament. But uh, it didn't work out. And Scotty Scheffler who at no point, really, I shouldn't say at no point, but there was a time where you thought Victor Hovland was going to win this tournament, then Woodland towards the end. Scheffler just kind of coasted through it, hit some big putts, and he wins it. One-stroke lead at five under. Did you have him? Yeah, I did not. I was with you on the pain. I had uh, Victor Hovland. Oh. Billy Horschel oh. and Chris Kirk. I had seven uh, oh, bets. I usually go about like six to seven per week. And I had three guys right there with a chance at the end there in the top five. And look, Victor Hovland at one point when uh, Dave Ross and I were talking with Steve Sands of the Golf Channel, who does a lot of the pre-show on Sunday for the final round. And he goes, Victor Hovland at one point on Saturday was 10 under par. And and you're thinking, okay, he's good. He had a four shot lead. It's like, okay, this is going to be the crowning of Victor Hoblin. Sure. 
has won several events, but has not won stateside. He hasn't won that, like, really big tournament, at least here in America. He's very young. He's going to, obviously. It's only a matter of time. But, yeah, that course really, really got difficult, and the wind picked up. We saw this happen a couple years ago when Terrell Hatton ended up winning. So it it wasn't really so much the rough, which was pedal, but – the greens, it was like on glass. It was like 14 on the stint meter. And you'd see these guys hit really good iron shots. And it's like, that's not going to hold. That's going to go in that cut of the rough behind the fringe. And Scotty Scheffler, you know, for his part, he only hit five fairways yesterday. It's amazing. It only hit nine of 18 greens. But <laughs> when you could putt as well as he did, gained two strokes on the round yesterday, the iron shots were really good. He, he was miserable off the tee. But nevertheless, he wins the battle of attrition. And I know you were talking about Gary Woodland, uh, Kelly Midland, Midland uh, producer extraordinaire at Visa. And I could hear him yelling at the airport when he thought Gary Woodland was going to win this thing. <laughs> and then too. the double bogey on the par three uh... at 17. So, yeah, I mean, this tournament, the Arnold Palmer Invitational played uh, very difficult. Scotty Scheffler, look. He gets that first win. I was on him in the Waste Management Phoenix Open a few weeks ago. Didn't come back to him because usually when you get a win, I guess there's a sense of contentment, if you will, Gil. So you usually don't strike right away. But Scotty Scheffler absolutely has done so. And an interesting nugget here on the official world golf rankings. This is the first time since they've been doing these, I believe, since 1986, that all five players in the official world golf rankings are 30 years or younger. Oh, interesting. You know, I really, the, the only other, the one last thing about yesterday, I thought with the Tyrrell Hatton ticket, when he, I was like, get in the clubhouse at four under, just get in at four under. And I thought by doing that, he was going to buy attrition, was going to end up at least in a playoff. Almost got there. Not quite. Scheffler had other ideas, but that was one of those kinds of tournaments where you're like, just the first person in with a good score is going to win this thing. And it didn't quite work out. Uh, TPC is this week, Wes. Uh, golf's de facto fifth major, the PGA major, if you will, uh, down there at Sawgrass. Any bets so far, or what are you thinking about anyway at this point? I know it's early in the week. Yeah, I'm going to be writing my column today that will be due tomorrow for Point Spread Weekly, so I'll be all players all the time this afternoon. But one of the things that you notice about this event, Gil, you know, when we handicap this week to week, you're usually looking oftentimes at, like, recent form or course form or something like that, and then you get into the statistical angles and whatnot. This tournament has been historically one of the hardest to handicap uh, from that standpoint because there has not only never been a back-to-back winner here at TPC Sawgrass, no defending champion has finished in the top 10 in 17 years. Last guy to do it was Adam Scott, was a T8 in 2005, so... Like, you know, you you don't really have that, okay, he's got five top tens, right. three top fives, and eight appearances, or something like that. So this is really, you know, a little bit, I don't want to call it a total crapshoot, because there's obviously some indicators going in. You want guys that are hitting well on approach and gaining good drives, and then there's the Pete Dye course correlation, because he is the designer of TPC Sawgrass, but... It's not the usual thing where you can get a lot of predictive success here. So that's what makes it a very challenging handicap for sure. Yeah, Justin Thomas and John and John Rahm, no surprise, are sort of co-favorites, if you will. They're the shortest shots. Give or take uh, number two, I'll shop around here. Um, Rory is the next short shot. And Rory is one of these things, you know, one of these guys. 
And he's not one of these guys. He's sort of unique in this way. Obviously, this past week, this was a, you know, this was his course, right? Horses for uh, horses for courses. And he came out like gangbusters in the first round, shot seven under, had the first round lead, and then did the Rory thing, right? Where he like sort of disappeared, would yeah. have flashes of brilliance, or, you know, only for you to be wowed. And then you're, then the next hole, you're like, yeah, there goes Rory again. So I, I'm just curious where you stand on him. Yeah, he's going to be interesting this week because he's not really what I would call a complainer, but he was not very happy with how the course played. And I think probably it was his results as well because he just felt like you were getting penalized and you weren't really getting rewarded for good shots. So I want to see if he's going to be able to put that to bed and put that behind him. He has, of course, won here before, probably deserved a better finish, but just over the weekend ended up collapsing, ends up finishing T13. But he's one of those guys, Gil, where it's like he's never all that far away. Even when you kind of want to ignore him and think he can't win, he can strike at any time. Yeah. Um, any? I know you haven't made the bets. I know you're writing your piece, but can you give us a hint at maybe one random name that you're thinking about this week? Yeah, there were there were a couple I was looking at. I, I'm going to debate if I want to go to a Pablo to get. I usually don't like to bet a guy off the page, but a guy that's been playing well, if you like a long shot this week, is Bo Hosler. Mm. He has been starting to appear. He was right there at Pebble Beach, had a pretty solid T20 finish here in Orlando, so probably going to be triple digits in the deepest field of the year, so that might be what I would be looking at. All right. One of the great weeks, if not the greatest week of college basketball of the season, we will pick Wes's brain about conference tournaments, what he likes tonight, and maybe see if we have some time for the big dance itself as well. Wes Reynolds, the perfect person to have on a Monday morning on the heels of golf and college hoops and UFC. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Want to get in shape but having trouble staying motivated? Make five-hour energy shots part of your lifestyle and get the energy boost you need to get fit. With zero sugar and an unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and caffeine, it's the perfect pick-me-up for getting stuff done. Go to 5hourenergy.com to find over 15 flavors to choose from. With flavors like grape, tropical burst, cherry, blue raspberry, and more, there's a flavor for everyone. Get a 5-hour energy today. Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay. Wes Reynolds, kind enough to stick around for a second segment with us today on a numbers game at Visa and the Sports Betting Network. By the way, musical question for you, Wes Reynolds, because you're the only person that uh, here at the network that can answer this for me. Uh, what happened to Neo? Like in the Michael Jackson evolution to Bruno Mars, Neo was kind of the bridge. What happened to that guy? Is he still putting out music? Or he just decided to hang him up? I believe he does. He is actually uh, from here, uh, uh, right here in Las Vegas. So... I think he's still putting it out. I don't know if he's doing some hosting. I think he, he lived here for a an indefinite amount of time. But, yeah, I haven't really heard a lot of music from him lately. I think uh, his last album, I'm guessing, was like three or four years ago, Gil. Yeah. And I just haven't heard anything. You know, obviously the pandemic could sure. perhaps, uh, you know, put it off okay. and whatnot. But. We shall see. Uh, he was in the uh, Mass Singer UK version last year. Is the last thing I heard from him. <laughs> I, I knew you'd have a nugget. The uber-talented Neo. I knew I could count on Wes. All right, Wes, I'm not going to cherry-pick these for you. Uh, I will let you sort of dictate here because the big conference, major conference tournaments begin this week. Really in earnest, uh, not in earnest, but in actuality tomorrow and then in Wednesday as well. Do you like a futures play specifically in, in any one of these or two or three of these? 
Yeah, I'll probably be betting this throughout throughout the week and kind of looking at it all. So let me start with tonight's action, though, first, because I think you got an interesting situation here in the West Coast Conference. And and I took a shot at USF 30-1. to 1. Now, they got to play Gonzaga, and then if they somehow upset Gonzaga tonight, then they're going to get out of Santa Clara or St. Mary's. That was just taking a shot with a team that I think is very solid. But if you look, it's been bet accordingly. Gonzaga off that loss to St. Mary's which ruined their perfect season in the WCC regular season play. Now it's up to 15. So this could be Gonzaga. Okay, they're going to really run away from these guys. But the second game I thought was very interesting tonight. That's Santa Clara against St. Mary's. St. Mary's, I think, probably got their at-large bid when they beat Gonzaga. They were kind of right on that Mendoza line of like, last four in, first four out, and then they beat, you know, arguably the number one overall seed in the country. We'll see if it turns out that way next Sunday. So they beat Gonzaga. St. Mary's has that at large. So now they get Santa Clara, Mm -hmm. who does not have that luxury. Santa Clara is a very good team, but they need to go ahead and win this Mountain West tournament. And uh, they're getting, I think they're getting five and a half, some fives in some spots. And I do like Santa Clara tonight. They had a couple guys be out with some injuries early in the West Coast Conference season. Now they're back. If you watched them Saturday night, 1.18 points per possession against Portland. Uh, Santa Clara is a team that likes to get a little bit more up-tempo. St. Mary's likes to slow it down a little bit. So whoever controls the pace wins the game. And I like the Broncos here again. Five. I like that. And I was, I don't know if I said this on air or off air. I can't even remember anymore to Jeff. Jalen Williams for Santa Clara is the real deal. Love that kid. Yep. Pipes is good too, but Jalen Williams, that kid's a pro. Yeah, no question about it. And and, and look, this is a really good league, Gil. Yep. Uh, you, you had BYU, who's had a pretty good season, but I think their at-large hopes are pretty much dashed, having lost to San Francisco on Saturday night because the West Coast Conference, they try to protect their top seeds. Yes, so they do. you basically get the top two seeds, Gonzaga and St. Mary's, get the double bye into the semifinals. It was a rest day yesterday. So I actually think it helps the teams that played on Saturday because usually when we get in these conference tournaments, we'll see it all week. You know, if you play Thursday, then you got to play Friday. You don't get a day in between, but they have a day in between here in the West Coast Conference. So I think that helps the two underdogs that got to play tonight. Yeah, it's kind of like a triple buy, isn't it, really? for the Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Anything else tonight in terms of the games? Uh, just just looking over these, uh, I've got a couple futures pending. I have Georgia State pending at 7-2 to two to win the Sun Belt. They're laying 3.5 over UL Lafayette. Uh, UL Lafayette has kind of been the dark horse. They were the number eight seed. They knocked out the number one seed, Texas State. Then they won again yesterday. But I like Georgia State tonight. I'm going to hang on to my future here a little bit. And then uh, kind of a curious move that that Chattanooga was such a small favorite over Furman. I have the box here at two to one to win the conference. Uh, Furman uh, gets a nice win, hangs on last night late, but the the box have really been the team to beat, I think all year. So I'm going to let that one go. All right. So ACC big West conference, USA Metro Atlantic and whack start their tournaments tomorrow. Atlantic 10, big 12, big East, big sky, big 10, MIAC, mountain West, pac 12, sec Southland and SWAC. On Wednesday, and then you got the uh, AAC and the MAC on Thursday. Not to mention the Ivy League. Finally, at the end of the week, uh, which which of these? How many of these do you like to play on in their uh, in their futures markets? 
Yeah, I'm still determining that's what I'm uh, going to be going through today. But the ACC is kind of interesting if you look at it because you do have a clear odds-on favorite, which is is rare, I think, for one of the like Power Six conferences. You have Duke at about minus the dollar thirty, minus the dollar thirty-five, and they're clearly the best team in this conference. But no, thank you. I think in terms of me oh. really wanting to bet on oh, them, I know interesting. coming off the loss to North Carolina, everybody's going to kind of be like. Well, Duke's going to run roughshod. They certainly could, but I got to pay a dollar thirty for them to win three games because they get the auto buy in the quarterfinals. So, what I would want to do is I would look want to look at the bottom half of the draw because Duke is the one seed. So, I'd be wanting to look at that bottom half of the draw for this tournament in Brooklyn. And what I would be looking at actually are the two Virginia schools. I think Virginia Tech I've seen pretty much around ten to one UVA in the fifteen range. Uh, these are two teams that like to slow you down and playing these slow down teams in these conference tournaments Gil, when you got to go back to back to back can be a real grind it's not pretty but it's effective and it gets the job done these are two teams also that look it's going to be priced in a little bit but these are two teams that need a couple wins I think to really get that at large consideration depending on what bracketologist you subscribe to or not they have these teams like, you know, first four out or next four out, potentially last four in. So you got Virginia and Virginia Tech that are going to need to get some wins and probably do some damage and at least win a couple games here. So if I was looking at a little bit of value down the board, those are the two teams I'd go with. Yeah, Lenardi's only got five, just to subscribe to one of the bracketologists. Uh, Joe Lenardi right. has five ACC teams total. In this tournament, he's got he's got Vatek as one of the first four out, and he's got Virginia yeah. Virginia as the next four out. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So yeah. Duke, Notre Dame, North Carolina, Wake Forest, those four are are in, and and maybe Miami uh, is kind of in that mix too. But this this ACC, this has not been the vintage ACC. This has been a really down league, but. North Carolina, I do think, opened some eyeballs doing what they did on Saturday night. Man, they, yes, please. That was that was a fine performance. By the way, as I said, a, a win for America that was yes. on, uh, on Coach K's final day at Cameron Indoor. Uh, good for Carolina. Uh, okay, besides the ACC, anything else? Yeah, uh, looking at, at, the, uh, at the Big Ten this week, uh, th- this was, I think, one of the hardest ones because we kind of thought Wisconsin was going to have this wrapped up, and then Johnny Davis gets hurt, uh, their top player. So Nebraska goes in and wins. And Nebraska, who is dead last, they're the 14th seed in the Big Ten, but they've been red hot the last couple of weeks. I'm not saying to bet them, but I'm just, you know, making that point kind of for the unpredictability here uh, in terms of in terms of winning. I would probably look uh, because you've got some weird seating like you got Rutgers getting a double by and they're like on the bubble like a last four in team and they're the four seeds. So I would be looking down at the bottom of the bracket, especially if Johnny Davis cannot play for Wisconsin. I think that maybe that opens it up for Purdue, who has been a disappointment to be the three seed in the Big Ten. And I don't know how long they go in March in the NCAA tournament because I think their defense just has a lot of holes. But 
this might be kind of like a redemption tour in Indianapolis for Purdue. So that's the team I'd look at. Yeah, as great as Jade and Ivy has has been, some question marks for sure. We were talking about the uh, the Johnny Davis injury, Jeff and I off air. It's like we're I, I watched it maybe three or four times. I was trying to figure out how he got hurt there. Like I know he was landed on, but I was like, where where was the leg mangled? But I guess it was. Uh, so hopefully for everybody, for college basketball's sake, he comes back uh, quickly for uh, for Wisconsin. So, um, Wes, listen, you sound a little sick. You okay? You feeling under uh, the weather? The, allergy, the allergies are acted up, Gil. Oh, it's the allergies. Okay. All right. We're just curious because we just wanted to know if you were coming, coming into primetime action with a hazmat suit on or not. But it's just the allergies. I, I, I will be in and healthy and ready to go. Yes. Looking forward to it. Wes, thank you so much, man. Um, get some rest. You got it, Gil. Thank you. Wes Reynolds, everybody. The best in the business. How much do you love Wes, by the way, Jeff? At Wes Reynolds 1. That's the number one. Uh, looking for him on the Twitter machine. We have a million tweets to get to. We will get to those uh, next momentarily here. Uh, and then Parlay, uh, once again, didn't really have a chance to flesh out his week away. So we got to find out what else Jeff was betting on. Apparently he was betting soccer all week during the day. Again, Lisa and Craig will take care of it. He'll be fine. Trust me. Nothing will happen to a kid. We'll do that next right here on a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my bro. <laughs> Yeah. 
A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger uh, piece rather of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I said BetMGM 11 times in that promo, Jeff. 11 times. Thank you very much. Thank you very little. We get tweets. We get texts as well, by the way. This is from the Bear, Chris Felica. Gil, you should have a personal five-hour energy spot. Two hours of ANG, then three hours of PTA. He's right. Somebody make this happen. The promo writes itself, for goodness sake. Make that happen, please, somebody. We get tweets at beating the book. This is from, uh, this is from let's see, Warrior013. Thanks for the update, Gil, on the championship formula. I did not know that teams can play their way into the formula. I figured it was all pre-tourney. Very interesting. Yes, you can play your way in during both the conference and Big Dance itself. Conference tourneys, that is. 401k Sports. Won't Arizona be able to play their way in it then, too? Once they make the Sweet 16, then the coach will have Sweet 16 experience. Does it have to be prior tourney experience? Nice try, 401k Sports. No, you have to have prior that's a good one. For uh, prior, I understand the logic. Prior, very creative. Very creative. Then they'll have sweet sixteen experience. Good point. It's a good point. But no, uh, Matt Caffey. He's doing some math here. He's like Suns at four to one. Sixers is talking about the state prop we did in the NBA. Suns at four to one. Sixers at plus six fifty. Bucks at eight to one. Heat at ten to one. I'm not willing to entertain the Celtics, Jazz, and Nuggets as real contenders. And if you, at those four, you're still getting better odds than the minus one fifty five. This is from Lawrence Carter. Lawrence Carter did not like the jazz hate. He said, Gill and Parlay, Todd too. Utah Jazz. What's different this season is currently they're healthy. Both Mike Conley and uh, Donovan Mitchell. Also uh, addition of Whiteside and Rudy Gay. Don't sleep. All right, Lawrence. I won't go to sleep on it. Maybe we'll see. Uh, this is from... Do, 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 do. Also, also, Gil, mm-hmm. what, one thing. Mm-hmm. Quinn Snyder is Brian Rogers for a joke that people would know uh, oh, only for here. Totally good call. Dead, dead ringer. Quinn Snyder, the more uh, the more rough Brian Rogers. Quinn Snyder looks like he's been through it a little more than our own Brian Rogers. Yeah. Hollywood Jones tweeting in. What a good find on that on that uh, prop, that NBA state prop. But damn, I hate having funds tied up that long. Yeah, that's always a good point. Opportunity cost, a little economics, a little macroeconomics 101. There's an opportunity cost for having your uh, money tied up. This is from, oh, Dutch Burns. He says, minus 170 now, Jeff. Did I do that? Minus 170 on any other state for that prop. So that one has moved per our discussion. Uh, it's not on DK in Indiana, but BetMGM does have for minus 165. It is minus 170. Oh, uh, Scott C., talk of Neo on the show. Cashes a, cashes a pretty big ticket. Yep, Neo got his way on the show. All right, uh, Jeffrey. Oh, by the way, did you see this baseball stuff, Jeff? So uh, this just in. Baseball still not uh, playing. No agreement. No agreement in sight. In fact, MLB yesterday said that, that in, in certain cases, 
The Players Association went backwards. Players Association disagrees with that, but okay. You see this uh, this proposal from Max Scherzer that would have ghost wins? Did you see this, Jeff? We're like it's essentially to protect the division winners if they expanded the playoffs to fourteen. Yeah, but do you want to protect them in a series tally? Can't you protect them with like buys and stuff? Well, 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 well if we if we were thinking clearly, which clearly no one in that room is, no. just get rid, just get rid of the divisions if you're going to expand that much. Yeah, the 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 proposal would have the higher seed in the first round of an expanded postseason start a best of five series with a one to nothing lead, not a best of seven, a best of five. So you're already a huge leg up. Um, Major League Baseball and locked out players who resume talks Sunday. Both would expand the postseason from 10. That's been the field since 2012. Other than the 16 teams in the pandemic short in 2020 season. But the union prefers 12. And the parties appear headed toward that number. But Scherzer said players would consider 14 if clubs would agree to the ghost win format. And under the 14-team plan, the division winner with the best regular season record in each league would get a bye and advance directly to the division series. The two other division winners would choose their opponents and be at home for an entire best of three round. I can't read anymore. I'm going to tell you why. This comes down to this every time. For those of us who grew up and still love the sport of baseball, none of this stuff appeals to us. You didn't need to change the game because baseball's brand is kind of tradition, right? Now, I get there are things you do need to change, but fundamentally changing certain things, I don't know. By the way, the shift, they both agree that the shift should be outlawed. Now, here's the thing about that. I think the shift should be outlawed because there's no balls in play anymore. But you know what I would have preferred, young Jeffrey? I would have preferred the players bunting against the shift and getting on base to force the elimination of the shift organically rather than them legislating it because they were too stupid to figure out how to get rid of it on the playing field itself. I don't know. This sport. Anyway, no, no, uh, no beginning of season insight. Jeff, what else this week were you were you betting on? What else? Ruminations from Jeff Parles, oh, a, I, a I week look, of sickness. I, again, I don't I again, first off, I don't like being sick. I, I, I don't think anyone likes being sick, but I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> not optimal. Not fun. Not fun. Uh it was really a it really was a mix, as I said, a lot of soccer, because there's a lot of there was a lot of midweek this week uh going on across uh, Europe. Uh Syria had no goals yesterday. All I can tell you, other, other than one match, that's all I can tell you. You know, you know, that's my big takeaway yesterday. That's yes. in Italy uh, for folks who don't know. But I did watch a lot of college basketball yes. this week, and, and I will say this uh, because we brought this up. You brought it up on the air uh, while I was gone. Matt Cox brought it up on the show. Uh, there are because of the way that college basketball is now, and the transfer portal not only works great for the elite of the elite. It works great for the little guys, too. It's great for parity. Because you get all these teams that, look, Chattanooga, like, again, watch the SoCon final tonight. Mm-hmm. Chattanooga and Furman are both very good basketball teams that are capable of winning a game in the NCAA tournament with the right draw. Towson, they're in action tonight. Uh, they play Delaware in the CAA. That's another one you may want to have your eye on. I know Matt Cox, Matt Cox mentioned brought that him up. last week. The Tigers are really good. Uh, they're worth a, a watch as well. Tonight also, in uh, 
uh, up in uh, South Dakota, up in Sioux Falls. The Jackrabbits, we mentioned them earlier. South Dakota State went 20-0 in Summit League play. Unbelievable offensive team. There are a lot of good mid-majors. Again, it's hard. It's going to be hard to, to top what we had last year with just the sheer chaos of that bracket. But the teams that are near the bottom, assuming that we don't have a lot of big upsets, which every year it happens, conference tournament week in the small conferences, a lot of these good teams find, find ways to lose, unfortunately. But if we get these top teams through their conference tournaments, there are a lot of four and five seeds that are going to hate their draw. Oh, Come next yes. Sunday. I agree completely. We also, by the way, Murray, we should repeat, the only uh, automatic bids thus far, Ohio Valley, Big South, and Missouri Valley, uh, respectively, the Murray State Racers, 30-2. and two. The only two teams they've lost to were East Tennessee State and Auburn. Got housed by both, by the way. Uh, Longwood Lancers, Farmville, Virginia, third mention of the Lancers today. Uh, they're in. And Loyola Chicago, once again, coming back. Sister Jean makes another return to the NCAA uh, uh, tournament. Uh, always watch out for Loyola Chicago. They were a fourth seed in the Missouri Valley. The other two were number one seeds. Uh, we wanted, before we go, because we only have 60 seconds, a point about UCLA, because UCLA came up along with Baylor as the two teams that qualify for the championship formula right now. A bunch of other teams, on the, uh, a handful of teams on the outside looking in. But you wanted to make a point about UCLA and the Pac-12 tournament. Yeah, it's yeah. Very good it's one. very rare that a team that is clearly in the top 16 seeds would really benefit from winning their conference tournament. And UCLA is in that rare category of it. Hey, it's important to get off that four line in the West. Sure. So is. you can get Gonzaga in the Elite Eight as opposed to sweet, the Sweet 16. Uh, and the way that the two seeds are breaking down, it probably be the weakest two that UCLA would draw if they were to get a three seed out West. I, I it would it would behoove UCLA big time to win the the, the Pac-12 this week here in Vegas. Such a great point as we go back to the traditional regional seedings and 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 brackets that is such a good point because even if, yeah like you said even if they don't get you know even if they're stuck in the west getting off that four line is huge just get to the other side of the bracket right get to the other side of the bracket so you don't only have to face Gonzaga in the elite eight such a great point about the Bruins who along with the Baylor Bears the only two teams that qualify again for the championship formula with again a bunch on the outside looking in including Kentucky Auburn Duke Arizona, Gonzaga, and Houston, some of which can overcome uh, between now and then, some of whom cannot. We've done all we can do. The Lombardi line is next. Enjoy from VEASAN, the sports betting network. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 